When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You didn't hear me when I was sick and in the hospital and I'm working myself to the bone and I'm crying and my uh, labs are coming back with all of these different things going on with my health and my dentist is pointing out um, indicators in my body that she notices that I'm stressed, I'm yeah. not eating, I'm not sleeping. So you didn't notice then. So if you want to make this about this, then we gonna make it about I, I, I hate to say it. Okay, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak to the ladies. Talk to the camera right there. We always do it better, mm-hmm. worse than they do. You guys have no idea how how like vindictive, like a woman, like oh, we know. are. I, I've been on the receiving end of that. We are done, and you don't hear it. It took me to a place I didn't even know that I could go to. And I hadn't been through some stuff with him and I never even went there. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the world with the message of hope in relationships. But your life does not. God, you are my publicist. We laugh. <laughs> we share the unadulterated truth. He said, not only have I not divorced you, I ain't exposed you. We didn't marry fans, we married forever. And we wanted forever to act like a fan. Reveal her, Jesus. I will not compromise Mm -mm. on getting a woman of God. You don't have to. And Father, I declare for his future wifey, thank you for preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. It's a Hebrew word, chayil, and it was translated wealth. And it means people. It means men. It means resources. And it means means. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lateris R. Whitfield. Listen. We have just celebrated three years on the Dear Future Wifey podcast on April the 15th. Are you still shacking up with us? Come on. If you're still shacking up with us, come on. Can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. And listen, shout out to all of you who listen to us on the audio platforms. Shout out to y'all, uh, those of y'all who listen on Apple Podcasts. You are helping us consistently rank in the top 10 uh, in the United States. And we're number one in about 20 countries, man. I, I just can't thank y'all enough for that continue to share spread the word leave reviews that's what help us keep building and the analytics on apple Podcasts is by you leaving a review on apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on spotify and the other platforms do the same if they allow you to well you know um this episode is extremely special you'll see why I mean, this is the epitome of what the Dear Future Wifey podcast is all about. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My new homies, Rasan and Erica Greer. Yes. 
How y'all doing? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Y'all in here now? <laughs> <laughs> we here. No. <laughs> now listen, now y'all y'all asked to be here. We did. What happened? We did. How did y'all end up on the on the infamous yellow couch? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so uh, we attended our church service in which it was Good Friday, and we had a special edition, a live different you like podcast. And uh, it was there for singles, and yeah. we're not single, but not we single. had to come. Y'all crashed the event. We, we did. crashed. Y'all, the y'all event. couldn't follow we the instructions. We it was don't supposed follow to be for, the nope, rules. not at all. It was supposed to be for singles. What are y'all married folks doing at the live we taping of crash party? We had to be in. We need to see you. <laughs> oh man, that just warmed my heart. We needed to see you. So I'm, I'm gonna show people what happened uh, at that event and how you guys came up to the mic during the Q and A. Let's take a look at this. Your podcast saved our marriage. Wow. Yes! Okay! Yes! Hallelujah! Yes! Amen! Wow! Not you doing God's work! Wow. Oh my God! So my question is, how do we become guests on your show? You, you, just, you just did. Yeah! You just did. Future wifey podcast. I'm gonna get your information and I'm gonna have y'all come in in the next two weeks because wow. oh. on the next year, future wifey hey, podcast. Oh my god, this is so beautiful. I'm Y'all come on because one of the things that I said, I said, God, if you can transform my pain into purpose, then I understand that what this whole mission of Dear Future Wife was about. And I said that if I could get other people to learn before the bottom falls out of it, then I know I'm fulfilling your will, God. Because I love love. I believe in marriage. And so you guys are the epitome of what the Dear Future Wifey podcast represents. And so I will be honored to have y'all on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I would be honored. I would be honored. So what made y'all decide? So, Rayson, you you led the charge and you came and you spoke um, about the need or the availability of men uh, coaching or mentorship or programs yeah. that help speak to men. Why was that important for you? It was really important because, number one, as I looked around, first and foremost for myself, as we were going through our challenges through our marriage, this podcast was shared with us. And it was something that really spoke to me because there was no one speaking of these topics that we really needed. And as we were there in the church that evening, I looked around and the women were dominating that event yes. itself. And the few men that had the courage to show up for the event, we were taking in information. But even with men, I'm sure you all will agree, we still will be closed off if it's not just us there. Right. And so we need to have some kind of event where it's just us where we can open up in a safe environment to talk about those tough topics that we can't get out. And then y'all asked, Mm -hmm. can we come on the Dear Future Wifey podcast? Mm -hmm. Why, Erica? So let me say, we didn't have a question when we got up. Mm -hmm. Again, not following instructions. (laughs) It was a QA. I said, I want y'all to ask a question. Questions are led by who, what, when, where, how, and why. So 
I felt I just I'm being obedient. This is my obedient season. Yeah. God says, ask for what you want. There it is. And um, I told him, I said, we have to get up because I needed to tell you personally, um, there was no way that we would be here if it were not for mm -hmm. your podcast. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to say. Um, and, and being in a room full of singles um, to show them. And it's no surprise to me that all women, majority women were there because women value marriage um, and it's promoted to us. And that's a uh, kind of like an epitome of success, your life, marriage. And so I needed to say, you know, it's not pretty. It's not, you know, the razzle dazzle all of the time. Your podcast is a tool that we have that helped save us and how and please keep us. please help me understand and i'm gonna try to so, hold back from breaking down um we have we've we've been through a lot thank god for jesus that we've gotten Amen. through it um last year particularly was a um a very low season for me um almost redefining or or relearning who i am um, I told him there was an analogy that I came to where I felt like I kept sending smoke signals to him throughout the years and I had burnt down the last tree. There's mm. nothing, nothing left for me to burn to send a signal. So I just, I'm done. And I am a very transparent woman. God bless me to, um, in my field, cosmetology, I come in contact with a lot of women. And so I hear stories. It's a safe space. We're intimate. We talk. Women talk. So I began to share with some of my clients where we were. Um, and I was out. I was done um, looking up divorce and what I needed to do in order to do that um, and finalize everything. And I have a client. Her name is Takaya. Hey, boo. Shout out to Takaya. <laughs> Shout out to Takaya. She, um, I was driving um, to an event and she texted me and it was your episode with Mr. David Burris. Mm -hmm. So <sighs> prior to that, whenever I would share with someone, I'm, I'm leaving Ross on. The initial response from women is, you know, well, all men this or at least he that. Um, almost as if we encourage each other, one another that good enough is just good enough, good enough. Right. And it made me question, there's a desire in my heart to be loved, um, the way that God loves, loves us. I know it exists and it's there to be able to communicate and be heard and not feel like I am asking for too much. So when I heard a man speak about the role of a husband, um, how he is to show up, how God ordains him to hold the house together, um, you know, to speak over his wife. And, and what really got me was that he said it was year 17 in mm -hmm. his marriage. So it was exactly year 17 for us. Yep. It was exactly where we were. I had been telling him, expressing to him over the years um, what I need my capacity, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like an ocean and I need you to explore that. I need to know that I'm important enough to study me the way that you study business. The way hold, that on, you hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. <laughs> she said, I am an ocean. I'm an ocean. I need you to explore me. 
I want you to deep dive into my soul, into my mind, into my heart. And the beautiful yeah. thing about an ocean that there's so many mysteries left to unfold. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that you you paralleled yourself to an ocean. Yeah. Did you use that exact language with him to say I that did. you were an ocean? I did. What did you think about that, Rasan? I was real surface with it. I really was. I, I didn't understand. Here's the thing. They always say when the teach when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And at that moment. I wasn't ready. And so it just fell on just a surface level for me. That's good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm and sorry. Continue. Honest. Continue he's, what you were saying. It's very real. So, so that's, that's, and me not wanting to seem ungrateful because again, I had a good husband. He's a good man. It wasn't anything for me to come home and that the romance that many women yearn for. Um, he's given me surprise events. Um, I've come home to cars. And um, I just reached a point in my you life. Said C-A-R-D? C-A-R-S, cars. Not cars, vehicles. but cars. <laughs> vehicles. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> However, um, it, there wasn't ever much discussion about, well, what car do you want? What's your dream car? Mm. So I've learned over the years um, how I have continued to bend and twist and um, fit myself into the idea and the vision and the picture of what he had for yes. successful marriage, successful life. You know, my wife is happy. Um, and I, and I was happy. I'm grateful, but I struggled with, but there's more, there has to be more. Cause I feel it. I'm not fulfilled. I'm dying. Like I felt like I was dying in order to, to be, in our marriage. And so when I heard Mr. Burris say, you know, that God kind of got him together all of the way and that his wife expressed the exact same concerns to him. I said, I'm not crazy. Yep. It is possible. And maybe he will hear it now because another man is finally Mm, speaking. And that's something that we lack in our community we're taught, you know, keep your business to yourself. Yep. Um, if you can put on a mask, and he had mastered that. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't even know how he truly felt sometimes because he wouldn't let me in. And so I sent it to him. Within the first three minutes of the episode, I'm in tears. I had to pull over. I was on 285, and I had to pull over, and I just said, okay, God, I hear you. Mm. Because... Another man is saying, what you desire, it you're not too far off of, you know, it, it it's it's there. And I just said, okay, I'm gonna see this through. I'm gonna watch it. And the hope that that was expressed at the end of that podcast, um, something happened because I was gone, Lataris. Like I was gone. When you say gone, put reference around it. You was gone like what? Put a reference around it. Gone like talking to somebody else gone. Gone like a few months prior to that, he made a statement and um, I felt everything that I had ever felt just leave. And I couldn't see past that moment. And that had never happened. What statement? Unpack he, it. He said, 
What'd you say? I want, I want so to hear the real time. This is on our anniversary. This is on our anniversary. Hold on, hold on. Rasan, Rasan, what'd you say to him? What'd you say? Okay, I, I got to give context behind it before I say the statement itself. Okay, so this is, you got you to, okay, so she mentioned cars. Okay, so yeah. for our anniversary, um, I took her to New York. Okay, we had a beautiful um, anniversary up there. My intents for doing that was to purchase a vehicle for her. Oh. And so me thinking I'm doing something great, not <laughs> consulting with her with the vehicle she would like to have, yeah. it's what I thought I wanted to see her in. Mm. And um, we get there to the dealership. Now, I have to put this out there also. I'm a Corvette enthusiast. <laughs> and so anybody that knows about the Corvettes, you guys know that for the Z06, <laughs> it's a three-year waiting list right now for it, and it's all about timing, right? Um and so I've been planning for that purchase mm. as well and also doing a purchase for her. When we got to the dealership, I, I'm, I'm a big researcher. So I researched the vehicle, ran my analytics on it and everything. I knew what the price should be and what I could pay for it and so on and so forth. So we get to the dealership. Um, prior to going up there, I talked to the salesperson and confirmed the price that was listed is, was, was the in fact price. Yeah. We get there. Do the test drive. Everything is great. And they changed the price on us as we're sitting there and literally <laughs> tacked on an extra $5,000. Really? Literally. I don't, I don't and know. So, oh, oh, I remember. Oh, I know. I know. He, he said he's been so, doing his research. And, yeah, I have. And so what was interesting about it was they brought the sales manager out to have him justify why, the, why it was. And he tried to tell me, well, it's because they had to do some reconditioning and put new ties on. I said, okay, well, show me your sales receipts. Uh, you didn't oh, ask for a yeah, sales receipt. And, and they couldn't provide any documentation <laughs> for it. And so I felt like he was trying to take advantage of me yeah. at that moment just to kind of get as much out of me as he could. And he was like, well, just do this. Just do that. You can do da 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 And I told him, well, I did, I wanted it to be in her name so we can rebuild her credit and everything. And he wanted it to go in my name. And I mentioned to him that I can't put it in my name because I'm planning for my Z06 <laughs> Corvette, right? And um, he kept pushing. He kept pushing. And it got to the point where I made a statement. I smacked my hand on the table. <laughs> And I said, nothing is going to stop me from getting this Corvette. That statement broke her. And in that moment, I didn't see it, though. In that moment, it was just man against man and me checking him to stop coming after me. It wasn't until after we left and we're on our way back to the she hotel. She internalized it. What I heard was, I am not letting anything. The nothing is my wife. So I'm not even going to allow her need to get in the way of my wants. I'm not going to allow her need to get in the way of my want. Because it wasn't that the about the car. Was it, that was that the vehicle you were looking at when you said he didn't ask what vehicle you wanted? What? It, well, that that took a lot to get there as well because he kept showing me other vehicles, and I'm just like, at this point, it's not about the vehicle. You're not hearing me. You're not um, You're not listening. And he was just clouded, you know. He wanted his car. He wanted his extracurricular activities. <laughs> what, what, what extracurricular activity? You can't the, just throw the, something the, out there. The boys club. <laughs> okay. What's the boys club? Hold on. I got to understand this. Rasan, what, what, what you talking about? 
um, I was in the process of becoming a Mason. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's great. That's great. I had I had a need. Um, I was in the process of going back into a field that I loved, um, that made me who I am. And all of those things, it was triggering because it felt like it was getting in the way and his stuff was more important. So the field you're referring to is a hairstylist. It's a hairstylist. And you were going back in back into that. Mm-hmm. He took on this new uh, um, organization, mm-hmm. becoming a Mason, mm-hmm. and you felt like that was another thing that took priority. Another thing. Another, another thing. So it all thing. crashed and burned on it a car. crashed and, and burned. And, and, and he's thinking it has something to do with a car, but it's, it's the, no, the weight is on so many other things. The weight is on so many other things. And, and again, I had communicated these things to him. So as he stated before, he was very surface. He heard it, kind of heard it, didn't really hear it. So in that moment, I lied to you not. I said, this is not my husband. And because my husband would never... And when you say that's not my husband, are you saying he's not acting like your husband or uh, Rasan is not my husband? It could have been both. I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping... <laughs> it could have been both. I know. I, I know. You're saying the person God has for me would not treat not me this way. Here, yes, would not sit here. And, and it was selfish to me. And I had had enough of selfish. I, I had. And this, this may you know, sound, again, this is why I struggled with this, because asking for what I really want instead of, you know, saying yes when I really want to say no, um, agreeing to to support when I'm like, can we wait just a little longer before we do that? And so here's this opportunity. You brought me all of the way to New York. You, you planned this weekend as a way of um, kind of, reconciling because we weren't speaking to each other I think for like two weeks or so mm-hmm. it was dead silent um and I vowed to never do that mm-hmm. and then I had gotten to that point where I was like I can't even talk to him because he's not hearing me he's not listening and when I sat at the table and he said I don't think you understand this is what he says to me I don't think you understand I'm not letting anything get in the way of me getting my car so I said okay this ain't my husband so, so, you, so God, where, where he at? And so he said that you started entertaining another guy? Down the line. How far between so, that statement and? Um, I want to say like six, six or eight weeks. So at that moment, later, you just checked out. That point, I checked it, out. It's like, it's done. I checked out and I didn't know what it was. Because women talk about it, right? Yeah. It's this, it's this, they say when a woman's it's, it's been up. this land, yeah. right? <laughs> this this mythological place um, that women arrive, and I didn't know that it really existed. Let me, stop, let me ask you this. Did you know that she had checked out? No. No. At all. No. So two weeks leading no. up to that event, y'all weren't communicating. Y'all go to this event. You want to do something great for her. Uh, she felt whatever she felt, whatever shifted. Did you leave with the car? I did. All right, so you left with the car. Did you think at all? Were you like, oh, this is a great thing. She seems happy about it or what? What were you feeling from a man's standpoint? Lateris, I lied to you not. Had you asked me that question that day, I would have thought I was the world's greatest husband. By the way she treated you? By the standard of how men perceive how we're supposed to treat women. Yes. The bills are paid. I provided a lifestyle. I'm here every night. I'm not out partying. I'm there for our kids. I'm at the baseball games. I'm at the basketball games. I'm there for everything. I'm present. And 
I was physically there, but not mentally there. Or emotionally. Or emotionally there. Yeah, or emotionally. Um, that... Hold on, let me ask you this. Why do you feel like you weren't there emotionally? Because I was, once again, going by society standards, but not really tapping into what she was asking me for. But, but, you, but did you know that, though? Like, no, like, not at that time. As I'm saying, at that time, you did mm-hmm. you feel like you were emotionally checked out? Or did you feel like you were emotionally present? I felt like I was there, but I also had some things that I was wrestling with in regards to things that I thought she should have been doing or could have been doing, but wasn't doing. So y'all both are not communicating. She's communicating her needs. Were you communicating what you wanted from her in that moment? Not at that moment, but a couple of weeks prior when it started off with us not talking, I told her I couldn't do the next five years, maybe within the last 10. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, he was he he came to that, you know, we can't, this isn't gonna gonna work. Um moving forward like this so in this place uh when a woman checks out you didn't know when it happened but you arrived at this at at this place um what made you decide to seek outside attention i didn't seek it it came to you it came to me oh it's gonna come to you i'm gonna tell you how (laughs) let me let me tell you (laughs) let me tell you how because my one of my best friends she worded this so like eloquently she said the type of woman that I am um, for the kingdom, I love the Lord. I love his people. I'm a very forgiving person. She said he had to bring the top guns, like the, yeah. the, the high arsenal, because yeah. any random, I and not to sound um, arrogant, I guess, if that's the right word, but I, I'm an attractive woman. I hear it all the time. Men compliment me. And I promise you, it goes in one ear out. It don't even go in the ear. It's just I don't even see people. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. They look like trees or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't see. I don't see them. Um, but this man stopped me, and he spoke, and he spoke to to me, and I wasn't. I wasn't like this. I had run some errands with my daughters. I was in my glasses, my natural curly hair, you know, like it was just raw Erica. And um, he stopped me. And even then I didn't, I didn't um, entertain anything. However, I realized and recognized when I left that something was was, planted. and and, and, And I was like, you know what? Anytime a stranger can come up to me and say to me, like, I see you speak to my dreams and verbatim your husband is holding you back. He said that. Yes. So what you think? You thought that was prophetic? No. No. You thought that was attack from the enemy. I didn't think I didn't think it either way. I just so thought So in your that... mind, so someone speaks directly to the core of you, says that your husband is holding you back, which is which is essentially saying you shouldn't be married to him. You either thought that that was God speaking to you or the devil speaking to you. So I, so I kind of stood still because I was like, I don't know which one this is because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm being honest. I know. It could have been either one. I'm keep real. It could have been either one. Even though I know it wasn't God because God ain't going to send nobody to kind of like break up. <laughs> you know, he ain't going to do that. That part. That he's part. Not, he's not going to do that. However, I didn't, there were things that were said that I never, I didn't even share with him. I didn't, it was just in in my heart, just desires of ambition, 
career things that I wanted to do. And this is random straightens you at work. Where were you at when you ran into this? I was guy? in a supermarket. And he just walked up to you, you pushing your basket, and he just walked up to you yeah. and said, I see you. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Did he give you your phone number then? How did y'all connect? No. He just walked off, he, vanished in the sky. Then he came back around. And he said, I noticed you didn't have a ring on because I didn't have my ring on. You took it off. And um, where was your ring at? Erica? My ring was home. It was at home, huh? It was <laughs> <laughs> my ring was home. But I had told him that day that I realized I didn't have it on. So it wasn't like an intentional thing or anything. Um, it was just conveniently. It was just conveniently not on, not on my finger. And then he just conveniently walked up to you and spoke a word to your life. Listen, from the pits <laughs> of hell. Okay. <laughs> And and so a couple days later, so he walked up, and said, "I know you don't have a ring on." Then yeah, how come you don't have your ring on? And I told him, you know, I forgot it. Right, left it at that. Asked me what I did, and I told him I'm hairstylist. He told me what he did, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is really, really random." Like because it's not every day that you run into people from the profession that he was in. Um, and so I moved on. I moved on. A couple days later, um, he inboxed me, and see, that's where, mm-hmm. you know. And I just gave him my number. Because, again, I was just like. You checked out. Whatever. I'm saving money at this point. I'm looking at apartments, and I'm getting a divorce. Because I'm not going to have an affair. I'm not going to, like, I didn't see. I couldn't see us like I couldn't even see the next year and that that was really um painful for me like I felt like I was like it was dying like everything and mind was you, just... you had four kids ago yeah you had made up in your mind I'm done yeah. whatever happened at that dealership broke something in you it was the last straw. We'll go back and unpack stuff that you had experienced early on in the marriage and so you said this is the last straw is done I'm setting up my next chapter. Yeah. I was talking to, I was doing a national play one time and I had Clifton Powell. Clifton Powell, he played Pinky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was saying, he said, man, he said, my wife left me years before. Because it was, it was a picture. Yeah. He said, he said, I'll go and I'm looking at this picture of us on the red carpet. He's talking about, and we simply smiling, taking pictures. My wife had left me a year and a half before that yep. moment yeah. in her head. Like yeah. a woman would leave you and you won't even know. She'll sit there, still be cooking food for yeah. you, still doing whatever you're doing, work, working on that exit strategy. And that's why it's so painful for men because when a man experiences that, I've talked to several people who they have come home and everything is gone. The wow. woman done moved out everything. He's And he's like, what happened? Blindsided. See? Yeah. See, nothing. See, no, yep. see, but you say blindsided. Well, I mean, he can go back and recount things right. or whatever, but a man mm-hmm. typically, typically men don't leave like that. Men, men ain't going to just come home. And, and, you know, it's those stories where men just gone. They never come home, whatever. But normally when a man does that, he just don't come home. He'll just mm-hmm. start his life over with, have to go buy new stuff or whatever. A woman will set her, her next life up. Like mm-hmm. she she has planned it because women are planning planned strategically. Mm-hmm. Took out X amount of money out the bank account, then got a whole nother promotion. Then all the stuff you don't even know. Then mm-hmm. took the furniture, did all this. And next thing you know, she got a whole place oh, set up. Yep. I just talked one of my homegirls off the ledge last week. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing mm-hmm. this to my knowledge. This girl had planned. Overnight, after finding out something from her husband, planned overnight, she done went and found her new apartment in a whole nother city, went and bought all the furniture for it, and was moving 
out the next day. Wow. He was at work. She had packed up all the stuff. And she had reached out to me, and I hit up. I said, what's going on? She's like, oh, it's over. It's done. I'm oh, hold on. Hold on. What? Hold, you're moving too fast. Stop. Mm -hmm. You're moving too fast. She done found her whole apartment. Yeah. Then planned what book she was going to read by the, by the pool yeah. the next day. Yeah. Wow. I said, what? Slow down. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so the thing about it is that that's what's so painful for men. And now, of course, He's sitting up here saying, was it really that bad that you were going to just leave like that? Um, and, yeah, it's just very painful. And we're going to come back on all that because <laughs> that's, that's just a lot in that's and of itself. It's a lot. But I understand it. <laughs> I understand it. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot. And y'all, 17 years in, y'all have known each other and dated each other since y'all were 15. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. 15 years 15. old. Y'all have known each other for how many years at that time? Since last year. Because I don't know how old y'all are. 25, 26. 26 years of knowing each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Knowing each other's heart, knowing each other's motives, knowing each other. Mm -hmm. And you say, yeah, this has come to, uh, come to an end. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to go. Mm -hmm. And so you started planning your exit strategy, and then what? What happened? Um, I saw the podcast. I saw the podcast. But... And you have been talking right to say, that, uh, so, say, look, yeah, say individual. Not, but, but listen, not not a lot. Because I didn't want it to be about that either. Like, I didn't want. What's a lot? Because we got to quantify a lot. I had. People talking about a lot. They okay, talk to them every day. Okay. They talking about a lot. Nope. Nope. <laughs> three conversations. It's only been three conversations. Only three. Was it just on the phone or you met up with them? Twice on the phone and on once I met up. up. Yeah. And you talking about, and that's outside and the first I, time when you I met. met up. It was in my car and he was in his car. Y'all was talking was through the, the window. in the daylight. Yeah. Because it was just like, mm, yeah. What is it? What you saying? Like, what you, what you really talking? And so, and then we had two conversations on the phone. And they were like two weeks apart, I think, because he pulled my phone records. So that's why I'm asking him, because he know the, he know the dates. <laughs> I know the details. He pulled, the, he pulled my phone mm -hmm. records. And so when it all... You know how long the conversation all, was? I sure did. Yeah. One was like... Yeah, one was like... And six something in the morning. While I was out of town. That was the last one. You know what? You said, what time was it? I can sit right here. And I... Rosan, how long was it? 99 minutes. 99 minutes at 6 a.m. <laughs> on a Monday. On a Monday. As I was flying back in town from work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what time was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the And then so, and then how did, so what happened? So that happened. How did everything come to a head? Well. You saw the podcast. You, did you send it to I my boy? I didn't see it yet. No, 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 no. So he found out, and that was really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. It was really ugly. And so when you said about the emotional part, how didn't you know that you were not emotional? Because all the emotions came out. Yeah. All of them. And, uh, from who? You from, or him? From him. Yeah. And uh, it was alarming to me where I was just like, yeah, this is bigger than, than us. Um, he had made a social media post the next day. And uh, it set my phone on fire. Uh-oh, what'd you say? 
Let's give a little bit of context. You can't just go straight in. No, that's what happened. That's what happened. We had a conversation, and I denied. I'll say that I denied because again, I denied this person's existence. But he saw the phone record. He did. So what you're saying was she knew I saw the phone record. Oh, because listen, I have been telling him for months there is fire. We are in danger. You know we're in danger if I'm saying there might be another woman for you. I might not be the one. After 20-something years, said I said this to him. After 20-something years, and we, we're still trying to find a rhythm. Let me ask you this. What you hear when she said there may be a different woman for you? How did I say it? I said I might not. Maybe it's me because the Bible says... Right, he who finds a wife finds a, a good, good thing, thing and mm-hmm. obtains favor from the Lord. So mm-hmm. I'm looking over the course of our life, mm-hmm. and and yes, there are going to be some some rainy days. There's going to be some hardships, but some of the stuff is just like I have been speaking to this man. I've been praying. I have been being. I've been obedient. I have sacrificed. I have put blood, sweat, and tears. If he needed me to stand over there, I'm going to stand over there and I'm going to stand well and I'm going to do it. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, well, maybe it's me. That's good. Hold on. Rosan. Mm-hmm. what you hear when she said that? Maybe there may be somebody else. And for me, it, I didn't think initially that it was anything wrong with me. I thought maybe it really was somebody out there that might be better suited for me. Because they always say, when a man Super found me. a wife, he finds a good thing. So in that well, mind, when she told you that, did you start looking elsewhere? I didn't. Because he, he been there. I know. He done been there. We're going to go back to that. We're going to go back to that. You ain't going to just throw my boy on the bus right now. You're going to throw my boy on the bus right now. We're going to go back there. He threw me, did, he threw me on a you freeway. Threw, you, 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 so, no, 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 Okay, that's that's how that's he threw me out. Yes. All right. So yes. I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this. So she said it was somebody else, but you didn't go search for nobody else. So what happened was <laughs> I noticed that her posts on social media started didn't. being different. To me. No, they to didn't. Me. You know what to it me. was? He started seeing me. See, because again, here's the thing. Routine, right? Oh, my wife posts something like he ain't he wouldn't even read. <laughs> Is that true? To a certain degree. No, it is. Because sometimes the posts be real long. And he's like, you know what? I'll be the first no. two, three lines to get a gist of it all. And, you know, I'm... He when we start suspecting something, start reading it. Hold on, everyone. I'm looking at every person that liked it, common things, and that's what did it. That's what did it. I started going through the photos, and I noticed the photos. Some of those photos were just... They were th- not. They seemed they like were they were attention-attracted. Tra- they were not. And so I started looking at the, com- looking at the, the comments, and I at the people who are liking and it's not unknown for her to get you know several hundred likes yeah. it's, she's, she's a beautiful woman but I started noticing certain characters were common on every single one of them and so he was I noticed it was one person that just just didn't feel right <laughs> was speaking to me at that moment. Now, look. But, now he can't call the spirit. Right here. The now, whole time. For 17 now, years he did. 17 years. He don't come when you call. He told me right, right on time. Right. It's the whole time gone. Yes, he is. But listen, no. He's, and so I, I started looking at that and I didn't say anything. But I just started just observing. And then I went and looked at that person's social media. And I started noticing 
she was liking several I things. Liking. I saw I a little liked. heart symbol on liked. the pictures. I had liked. And the, the straw that broke the camel's back said, okay, it's something here, is when I noticed her best friend like something on, to do with on his page yeah I didn't so know. that means there have been some conversations between her and her best friend about this particular individual <laughs> my boy good my boy good oh, oh, my man. boy he's supposed to work for the FBI man. he's a Mrs. So here's Collins the man. Thing. here's the thing he's a Mrs. Collins if I'm asking <laughs> if, I, if I'm asking for that level of attention teach if I'm if, I, if I'm literally begging I'm not to the point where I'm begging notice me talk to me See me, hear good. me. I know you're capable of it, but it came to a point where he felt it felt like he wasn't willing. You just didn't want to at this point because I know you can because you asked me if he noticed. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you notice any change? You know why he didn't notice a change? Because his attention was on studying. You know, getting the information for the Masons, right? And. I asked him for years. I like him, and he's so fine. Listen. Yeah, you was giving mom compliments when we sat he's down. So, he's so he's so fine, Latarius. Like, when I saw him, he was cute, and that's that's all I need to know about him. I didn't know if he could read, write, talk. <laughs> I just said, he is cute, and I'm dumb. Because okay? cute will have you, it'll have you dumb. And, I'm, and, and, and that's it. And so it was little things. Like, you can go out and buy a new suit, right? I, we go out to dinner and I'll say, put the black suit on. Oh, I don't like, I don't, I, it don't fit right anymore. I got to get a new one. And then two weeks later, the the, the bros say, you got to have a new suit. And the day later, a brand new black suit is sitting in the closet. And I. Oh, let me say this. As y'all hear these, these accents, I want y'all to tell <laughs> oh, me man. where are they from. Drop that. <laughs> In the comments, where are they from? And we'll tell you at the end of Is the podcast. Thick? Where where are they from? What city are they what from? What city are we from? Yeah, and we'll tell you at the very end. Listen, a little fun, little trivia. Here we go. That's I be that was like offensive to me at some point. And so, if you can do this at the first request, you get up, you find the money for it, you go do it. You got to be here at this time. You go do it. Our kids have made sacrifice. Like, like resentment was, what I tell you, resentment mm-hmm. came and walked up on my shoulder and said, hey, sis, hey, girl. And we, you know, I was like, hey, hey, boo. And we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And resentment just kind of got real, real big. And I, I'm expressing this to him. And I'm telling, and he's noticing. I will wake up crying. I go mm. to sleep crying. What, would you, what were you thinking during that moment? That she was just tired. <laughs> I mean, no, like, right, really. I mean, it's, it's it, it, it was really. We all know, just tired. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we tired. She crying. She all right. Keep she in mind, crying. this is coming out of the pandemic, also. So we all over the place, you know, realistically and emotionally. So it's, it's it wasn't tired. Uncommon. But that's but that's the that's the thing, right? She just tired. <laughs> we take on we we're we're so much right, and a woman will love you so much, even to the detriment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of herself. And God didn't tell us, love your husbands. He said, what? Respect your husbands. He told husbands to love your wives. And so I'm loving him, trying to teach him how to love me because his idea of love is cars and being a provider, taking care of stuff. And I'm I'm just like, come on, you know, and so I watch him and you can do this and 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 you put effort into it. And I remember saying to him that night when it all came out, I never said anything because I didn't want it to rise and fall on this man. Like he's just a Yeah. I don't even he's just know. a byproduct of the real issue. Yeah. But what happened is now I'm the, you know, I thought my wife was just for me, but I find out that she's for somebody else. He wrote that on Facebook? He wrote that. He wrote that. <laughs> I went, this was on a Saturday. I went to church oh on Sunday, and it just so happened, the message had, that was preached that day. He needed day, the Lord. Was, I felt like it was for me. It was <laughs> And so I was cleansing my spirit when I made that post, spirit. man. That's all it was. You know. But, 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 but in all honesty. What's up? What you say? You said what? I was cleansing my spirit. And what you write on that Facebook post? I thought she was just for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I found... <clears throat> is this thing on? Hold on, I think my boy was signed. Is it on? It's a testimony service. Uh, speaking to the mic. I thought she was just for me, but I found out she isn't. The person who I thought was mine is no longer and with someone else. Something along those something, lines. Something, something you like just put it straight out there like this. So, so... He was like... But keep in mind... and that, 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 Okay, so... I thought I was cleansing, but there was a little bit of resentment behind that. 100%. It. Because and it probably was some get back, right? It was. It probably it was, was some, let me show y'all, she ain't. She's not perfect. As, as you know? perfect as, and as, I ain't never portrayed myself to be perfect. And, I'm, and we're going to come back to this because <laughs> you never outed him. Here we go. Mm -hmm. so, so, so then what happened? And so I put it on Facebook and everybody started calling me and, and you know, um, texting me and everything. And I just needed to be away from everybody. So you was ignoring the, the income costs? Mm-hmm. For a good 24 hours. So at that time, where was your heart at? I was done. It's over. She is cheating yeah. on me with another man. Mm -hmm. At that moment, did you feel like she already had sex with the guy? You think it was emotional? I didn't know. Did, I and, didn't and, know. And you didn't care I to ask I didn't know. I did not because the night before, it had gotten real ugly when it first came out. Um, and I no longer trusted what she was saying because... Because you already had checked the records and you was I already had my evidence. Yeah. I already knew And you just wanted story. her to confess. Correct. And I approached her several times that day, asking her in several different ways. And she denied every single time. He was like, and so, somebody loves you. And I said, I love somebody. <laughs> Boy. And he said, is it still me? Bruh. And I was like. What? <laughs> what? 
So that mm-hmm. those are the ways that he. And then you kept every time you kept doing that, his kept so triggering just, him. And I took longer coming home on purpose. Why? Because I. People want to die, don't because they? Because I had a because I had a feeling. We get ready to talk about this guy, and I believe that I knew that he already knew. Oh. And so I'm just gonna. I'm really shown. But so you, I but, took my time. I cleaned up. I, you know, and I didn't respond. I think it was some hours before I responded to him. And, and then he was like, you didn't even, you know, you ain't even responded. You know, where she at? So, and I wasn't, and the guy wasn't even in the picture. Like, he was like, You're, you didn't figure that out. She almost got homeboy hemmed up. You That's need to figure saying. that out. Like, man. People, be, people be playing with people live. Man, I'm, I'm like, not playing with nobody. I, Y'all I, knew, I found out the address. Listen. I knew where it was. I, but the, men man, just respond differently. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like, and you that's said you're doing thing. it on purpose. You said, I'm a, I'm a. I am. You know why? <laughs> why? Because you didn't hear me all of those times. You didn't hear me when I was sick and in the hospital and I'm working myself to the bone and I'm crying and. My uh, labs are coming back with all of these different things going on with my health. And my dentist is pointing out um, indicators in my body that she notices that I'm stressed. I'm yeah. not eating. I'm not sleeping. So you didn't notice then. So if you want to make this about this, then We're gonna make it I, about I, this. I hate to say it. Okay, I'm going speak, to speak to the ladies. Talk to the camera right there. We always do it better, mm-hmm. worse. Than they do. You guys have no idea how how like vindictive, like a woman, like oh, we, know. we are. I, I've been on the receiving end of that. We are done, and you don't hear it. It took me to a place I didn't even know that I could go to, and I hadn't been through some stuff with him, and I never even went there. So to be disregarded after all of the stuff yeah. that I th- yeah. to to make. To be made like I'm, I'm feeling like you're not hearing me. So now you're so, gonna feel so me. I, so now you're gonna so feel me. Since you get ready to feel it. You know why? And I and I love you, and we here. But I'm just letting the people know he he was an NFL player, okay? Um, because we he wanted to make it about that. So I said, okay, if we gonna make it about about this person, then he's. You know, he played in the NFL. He had the means to literally just pick me up out of this and take me there. And make no mistake about it. Everybody got their demons. Yeah. Everybody got their stuff. It So I ain't looking at that like, oh, this land of glitter right. and it's gold and all that stuff. But men, that's the only thing that y'all hear. Yeah, Y'all don't hear anything else. <laughs> so if your ego is what I have to hurt, then... Because the hurt that I have endured, I'm not a get back type of person. I promise you I'm not. God can hurt you a whole lot worse than I can. Facts. So I'm not that type of person. But if I become so desperate that I'm, I am begging you, now you know what? And maybe I use this guy. My girlfriend said to me, she said, are you going to tell him? And I said, I think I'm going to tell him. And so when I came home, I said, I'm going to tell him. This this man pushing up on me. This this you know. Are you talking when it first happened? Yeah. 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 I was like he. I was and I had it all in my mind. I was like I'm a talent because maybe that'll break kind of like. Yeah. And when I walked in the house, 
he had a, a paper in his hand and he was reciting and reciting and reciting and the memorizing. Stuff you had to learn for the. And I sat on the bed and I texted her and I said, he, he doesn't even know. Like he doesn't even notice. It, it's not going to make a difference. And even then, I still was like, I'm not going to pursue. Like, I'm not, it never was, you know, he didn't He didn't push up and pursue. He could have, like, came real hard. And he didn't. Because men respect men. No matter how bad, you know, you're like, this hurt me. Right? I hurt him. And I, and I, I just needed something to wake him up. And so, <clears throat> did that wake you up? Oh, it woke me up all right. And so, after you mm-hmm. made that post, then... Oh, I was done done. You were done at that, that point. I so, you done, made that done. post. Y'all getting phone calls from friends and family saying, what's going on? There's trouble in paradise. Clearly, it's over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was done. You saw the episode. Was that episode before he made that post or afterwards? After. after. It, was, it was probably, like, exactly a week later. Because mm-hmm. this happened um, around his birthday in yeah. August. And then I crying. saw the podcast on, like, the 6th or 7th of September. And you said, did you send it to him? I sent it right mm-hmm. to him. And, and what, did, what made you decide to watch? Did you watch it, first of all? Yeah, I did. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, David Burns, hopefully he's watching this. That podcast changed my life. Why? The stuff he said in there were things that most of us men think about and deal with, but never speak on it right. or have a conversation <clears throat> on it or you just learn how to get. And mo- you know, I'm not going to say all, all men are like this, but I know for me, I didn't have a father growing up. You know, So a lot of the things that I learned on how to be a, a husband, how to be a man, I learned from TV. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and I music. Don't, yeah, absolutely. I don't idolize the man. I idolize the character. Cliff Huxtable was my dad. Yep. You know, I yep. watched Cosby Show every Thursday at mm-hmm. eight o'clock. Me too. And I, I even to this day, I bought the box set of all yeah. the seasons and everything. And that's what I was tried to model myself like. And I modeled the the father figure, but I didn't have a role model for the husband Husband's figure. Yep. Now I want people. I want that. Too. I want Erica. Hold on. I want want that to resonate with people. <clears throat> We get so much reference. We hear about being a dad, being a dad. Mm-hmm. And we try to be a dad be out of the lack. Because we, those that grew up without a father, we say, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be a good yep. father. Yep. We don't never hear. I ain't never heard nobody ever tell me I'm going to be a good husband. Mm-hmm. We don't never hear that. We just, we just maybe somebody else here in their homes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never heard my homeboys at school talking about, I'm going to be a better husband than my dad was to my mama. Why? Because he never was that to his mm-hmm. mama. Yeah. He never saw the, the who help me, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He never saw a reference. <clears throat> he never saw a reference of what a husband is supposed to look like. And so, yeah, we saw the stuff. We saw the Cosby show. We saw James on Good Time. Those are shows that I used to watch all the time. And I always just looked at him as being a father. I never Mm -hmm. even thought for the moment that, oh, Flo, that's his wife. This is how you operate as a husband and wife. You know, this is how you operate from a Claire and and Heathcliff. Like, this is is how you're supposed to operate as a husband. You know, I kept saying, oh, these kids are lucky. They living good. Hey, daddy doing this for them, this, 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 this. And so I thank you, Rasan, for actually giving reference to that. 
to giving reference to that. And if people could hear that and understand it, because most men can identify with exactly what you said, we don't get a chance to see the role model of a husband. Yeah. And then we take on this, this, this role with no job description. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody hiring you for a company said, you've never even been in this position before. And they said, we are hiring you as X, Y, Z. And then you, and you throwing in that, you're like, okay, now what am I supposed to do? Go figure it out. Yeah. You start asking people now, so what did the last person do in this position? Like what, what, what is this? You have no reference. You're going to make a whole lot of mistakes in that role. Um, and you may end up getting fired. And that's what happens with a lot of husbands is we get fired. Yeah. Mm. 85% of divorces are filed by women. Wow. Fired. Mm. And it's not because the the women don't possess the staying power that they that our mothers and grandparents had. It's just that women nowadays say, I can do battle by myself. I'm not mm. finna struggle. I'm not, I'ma try, I'ma try, I'ma try. But then a lot of y'all are chunking up deuces saying, nah. Yeah. Yeah. I said to him, um, when a man commits in marriage, he marries who literally is standing in front of him. And I believe now that when a woman commits to marriage, she marries the man that she sees him becoming. And that is what keeps us in it for so long because we know that he's going to get there. He's going to get there. He's good. His heart is good. He's honest. He comes home and he's still going to get there. I can overlook or I can I can forgive and I can let go of this um, you know, this uh discrepancy or this, you know, thing that he did because I know he's going to be one better. He's going to be better. He's going to be better. And one of the worst things the church tells us be a good wife. Be a good wife, right? And what that looks like is, you know, be be loving and forgiving and give grace and suffer. 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 You should, you should, how how well you suffer will determine how, how, how well blessed you. how well you are. <laughs> and then your girlfriends who might be in a, a really horrible situation, or she may be single, or you know, um, she may be desiring, you know, I'm almost there. We kind of encourage each other. Sally, you know, well, at least he does this. At least he does that. You got him. It ain't that bad. It ain't this. And it's not that it's not that it's bad. It's just that somewhere along the way. And this is what I had to take accountability for. We got married very young. We Mm -hmm. met at 15. We were married at 24. Um, He was 23 23. turning 24. Mm -hmm. And I, I put it on the table. I am not going to go any further in this relationship as your girlfriend. So we can co-parent our daughter. You live there, I'm going to live here. Or if we're going to live here together, I got to be a wife because I'm already doing wifely, wifely stuff. There it is. Right? Yeah. Because I got to prove to you that I'm worthy of marriage. So I'm doing the things. And I put that pressure on him. And I know a lot of women do that. I know for a fact that a lot of women, we we aren't taught early on how to trust our voice, how to trust what we feel internally. That's good. Life has either violated us. Our parents have either, you know, created some atmosphere where we can't trust the people around us. So in turn, we don't trust ourselves and we push it down, even though that that lady is saying, nope, just wait, just wait. If he don't come and say it, what makes you think you're worthy of waiting? But the fear of loss, right? 
if I don't marry him now, I might, this might be the best I ever get. I might not ever find anybody because we are taught and told so much that one, women outnumber men. Two, the the picking of, that is left where it's it's promoted that it's so bad, right? They they say men are so bad. And I'm like, golly. So that fear is instilled in us, <laughs> yeah. right? That what we have to choose, um, what the you know, what's amongst what we have to choose, you got to grab a good one while you can hold on to him. The, and the whole time internally, you saw something that he did that possibly could have been taught to him while he was a child and you need to give him some space so he can learn and unlearn that behavior so that then he won't repeat it and continue to repeat it and but we make excuses for it and we say you know it's okay what's the thing yeah that's mine i'm gonna stick beside him you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. do that and it doesn't mean that i'm i'm throwing you away it just means that i needed to learn how to trust me more so i knew that he wasn't ready i knew that he wasn't right <sighs> But what did I do? And that's why gave him an I, ultimatum. Really, I gave him an ultimatum. And I think that that's why a lot of women, you know, why we are first to file, because we didn't get what it was that we set ourselves <laughs> up. We thought, we thought, you know, <laughs> when reality said, you know, says, you know, he might got daddy issues. Yeah. And and what did he just say? That was that was a word. Yeah. I didn't know how to separate being a husband from being a father. Boy. Because I'm in the home. Yeah. And at least I'm here, right? So when we hear and we see these behaviors, he was staying out all night, overnight before we got married. I'm calling hospitals and police stations, you know? I was 23. Where, where he at? He, said, he was 23. 23. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so what, what if I would have waited? Hospital. Listen, so I think women, we have to know that we're worthy of the weight. And if it's not him, why do we have to convince him to like, you know, oh, I'm an orange and he might be saying I like apples, but we'll be like, I'm going to try to turn into an like apple. <laughs> I try to turn into an apple instead of waiting for the person that, that likes, likes oranges, uh, yeah. right? Or maybe his taste will evolve and, and then change. acquire to and like And then he come back around and be like, you know what? I'm tired yeah. of these. Yeah, I'm tired of these apples. I'm tired of these apples. Yeah, I need orange. the orange right now. Let me ask you this, because I don't want to just jump back. I don't want to jump off of this, Rasan. You said, so you listened to that episode, mm-hmm. and then it spoke to you. What are, what are some other things that you remember resonating with you, and then what did you do after hearing that information? A couple things. Um, well, first thing that that episode gave to me was the fact that being a husband is not fair. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the first time I ever heard that statement before. Um, a lot of the reservations that I had that I was dealing with during that time period was I'm doing X, I'm doing Y, I'm doing Z. How come I'm not receiving A, B, and C? Right. And so um, it was always based on what I was not getting. And so it wasn't until I heard Mr. Burris say that that I realized, wait a minute, this is not transactional. It's not, you know, I, I plant here and I reap a harvest here. You know, it's it's no, you serve, you serve, you serve. And it also led me to me asking her, can we try therapy? In which we did do marriage therapy. You asked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, we did that. Um, I also realized that I had some things internal that I needed to deal with. Being in the business world, I was always taught you don't have emotions. My grandmother, she's she's one that, you know, instilled a lot of values in me growing up. I've never seen her cry until mm. my grandfather died. And even then, it was only one big, oh, and then she stopped, and that was it. 
Wow. Yep. So I don't I didn't believe in, in, in emotions, you know. And so um, as we were going through that and I was hearing what David said, I said, you know what, maybe I need to try some therapy. I found the counselor. I started going to therapy on a weekly basis and everything. Individual. Mm-hmm. And then yep. y'all went couple. as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Because so I realized King, some things that Say, I bro, I'm myself. so proud of you. Appreciate it. Because you went and said, I'm going to save my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that I watched. Um, we watched this years ago. And it's why I said before, before, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. It's a movie called Fireproof. Mm. Oh, yeah. That movie there. That movie there. I'm going to take me out. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And I saw surface level things. Yeah. It wasn't until this present season that we were in them when I saw it. And I saw the movie for the first time, it felt like. Yep. And the things that I was feeling, the main character was saying. Yep. And I was like, wow, is that really how I look? Is that how I sound? So on and so forth. And, and so, it was similar to that. She started yeah. just seeing this other guy and all that. It's just, it's, it's, mm. how did you reconcile that with your ego? Mm. Okay. So I'm not going to say, because you said people put it in the chat where we from. Uh, at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. so my, it was a lot of days. We can of we can not, reveal it now, so it got enough time to guess. Where okay. y'all from? I'm gonna say these words: you, blue, to you, and do. So we from Baltimore. Er, er, the iron. Er. <laughs> we from Baltimore. Iron. Er, so er. I had a lot of battles of handling things, handling this the way that we from back home will handle these things. I'm gonna leave it right there. Yeah. Just out of context um but then the the therapy side the 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 relationship of god side Mm. i had to get it right and if not now then when Mm. you know so um if not now then when mm -hmm. it woke him up it did he he humbled himself um his birthday had come up and i didn't want to buy him a birthday gift but holy spirit was like that ain't you (laughs) get him a gift so I said, you got to tell me what to get him. And the Holy Spirit said, get him a Bible. Get him a Bible. Get him a Bible. Mm-hmm. As if so, he can't just get a Bible app. The Holy Spirit said, get a Bible. What did that mean We had to tons of Bibles in the house. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so, not foreign to the Bible. But she got me the men's Bible. And I started reading it, okay? It's a 66 books in the Bible. Let me just start with Genesis. Let me start from the beginning. Just work my way down the line. And when I started reading it, I read these passages before. But they also gave context at the end of each chapter that spoke to men. And I'm telling you, man, I internalize it a whole different way. Yeah, he was he was very humble. Um, and I noticed immediately, like um, some years ago, um, we had gone through infidelity, um, hardcore, and um, I was hospitalized and everything, um, dealing with that. And God said something to me. And so... Um, which is why I did not file for divorce. Fast forward to September, August, September, and one of my clients, she's 73 years old. Well, she's 74 now. Um, and she said, what did God say the first time you could have legally left your marriage? And I told her, God told me to trust him, allow him to make a man out of him. I made him a husband first. I did. I made him a husband, and I asked God to bless it. He said, let me work with him. Give him to me. She said, has that happened yet? And I said, no. She said, and God does not lie. So you wait 
my ears were turned off. I could no longer hear. I could no longer see. I wasn't hearing from God. I couldn't see the vit. Like I couldn't see anything. She said, God gives man the vision for the marriage, for the home, for the children, for everything. So now he is fashioning his ear to hear him. As you've been reading that, as you were reading that men's study Bible, what began to speak to you? What was the turning point? Mm-hmm. Two things. The first one was um, a scripture we hear a lot of times, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And I realized at the moment when I read that, I heard it many a times. So when I read it, I realized I really don't know how Christ loved the church. So if I don't know how he loved the church, how can I love her in that same fashion? And so that's what brought me closer to wanting to have the desire to really understand Christianity, to really understand and have a personal relationship with God, because he has the second part, agape love. Heard the term many a times, but never really understanding the level of which that really meant. So y'all were going in counseling. What was revealed in counseling? What were some of the turning points that was revealed First of all, I want you to talk about your individual counseling. What was revealed to you, Rasan, in individual counseling? Um, I got a lot of stuff I was dealing with. A lot of pain, uncertainties of growing up, learned behaviors that I've never addressed before, that I've just buried down. But it's, it's fashioned my actions over the last several decades. Um, my relationship with my mom, uh, my relationship with my two dads, because I found out the dad that I, the dad I thought I had up until age 17 was in and out of my life once or twice a year. I would see him, but he had a, a bad drug addiction. Um, his last year of living, we started building a great relationship, and then he died at, when, I, when I was 17, week before my birthday. Um, I then found out when I was 21, I believe, that that wasn't my real father. And then I met my real father. And so uh, dealing with just, you know, going through that and it was just a lot of things. Hold on. Man. So you dealt, you built this, you felt like this man was in and out of your life. So you're dealing with this rejection from a man that you thought was your father mm-hmm. only to find out you started restoring that relationship the last year before he passed then six years later found out that wasn't your father i have a tattoo on my arm that says rest in peace dad from somebody that wasn't my dad that i found out and that's a whole story in its own right <laughs> yeah so yeah there was a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. but it's one of those things where as you're going through life you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. So you just bury the emotions. You don't ever bring it out. You don't ever talk about it. You just keep going. You live and you just fight another day. You just keep going. So therapy, they always say who you are today, you can tie it back to who you were as a child or incidents that happened when you were a child. Facts. And so that therapy started unlocking some of those childhood traumas that I was going through. My mom dealing with multiple men. You know, her telling me, you know, when her and I first started dating, we were 15 years old, sophomores in high school. 
But don't get don't get tied down with just one person yet. You know, just go out there and explore, uh, you know, experience more and things along those lines and date other people. Those little seeds planted, you know, over the course of time, it's going to foster some actions behind it. Y'all met at 15 years old. Um, God, this is just so good. I'm gonna let this interview be what it's gonna be. So, um, because we led, we led this whole interview took a, a a path that we did not prepare for. I did not know that Erica was entertaining some other guy. We talked about your stuff. And this is beautiful how we started from the end and we're going to work our way to the beginning. So we're going to go back all the way to the beginning. You met this girl at 15 years old. What was that relationship like? What attracted you to this queen? What attracted you to this king? What happened? You're going to hear two different stories. Let me tell you that right now. You're going to hear her story, then you're going to hear the truth. Because it was two different ways of how this story really happened. All right, what happened? story is the truth. No, you missed the key element in that. I'm telling you, we go met ahead. before. I want her to tell her story, and then I want <laughs> yeah, you to come back ahead. and tell the real story. <laughs> I'll wait. Go ahead. What? What's the story, Erica? So we we were in marching band. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm a dancer. He was a drummer. It was real cute, and we had a band parents meeting. Rosan, do me a favor and, and try to pull that microphone up. Like turn that, just turn that little notch right there. Well, right in the front, the silver one. Yeah, loosen it up and raise it up. All right, you can continue. Right. So yeah, there. we had um, band parents meeting, and the two of us, we ended up talking in the hallway. He had this bracelet. I thought he was cute. I'd say that all the time. Like, I thought he was cute. <laughs> and he was showing me this bracelet that he had for his then girlfriend. His then girlfriend. Then girlfriend. You changed all that, huh? I did. <laughs> but not intentionally. Okay, not intentionally. So um, he was showing me the bracelet. He wanted to see how it looked on my arms. He was, he was, you know, he wanted to see how it looked on your arm and your wrist and everything. Do you like it? You think she'll like it? Da, 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 da. And we just, we were talking. I don't even know what we were talking about. Um, he don't know either. Mm-hmm. We don't know. <laughs> and this was uh, leading up to Thanksgiving break. And so the next day we came to school and I know I was approached a couple times. You and Rasson, y'all go together. I heard y'all go together. And I forgot to get the bracelet back from her. She left with the bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> she had my bracelet for my girlfriend on I, her arm. <laughs> listen, because that wasn't important. She said she had your bracelet it from your girlfriend. It wasn't important. <laughs> What was important? <laughs> that raising one. What? He ain't like her anyway. So he like me. <laughs> and he knew that. That's why he let me keep it. So we came back and what did we do? We met in the hall because we didn't mm-hmm. have any classes together. Um <laughs> let her tell her because I was in the dumb people class. And she was she had all honest classes. I was an honest student. So we didn't have classes together. It's we were in the same halls. <laughs> you know, he's this cute boy. And um, <laughs> we met after school, and it was on some, you know, did you tell people that I'm your girlfriend? It's just automatic. Y'all, it's just, it's just y'all relationship. And, and then we literally was like, well, I guess we go together. We go together then. <laughs> Life was and so that was simple. It. It was it so simple. Wasn't it, though? This it was so simple. Mm-hmm. I guess we go together. And we exchanged numbers, and Thanksgiving was the next day, mm-hmm. and we didn't see each other again until that Monday. And so y'all did y'all go to homecoming together and we prom did. and all we that? Did. Both all proms, homecomings, ring dances. So so you said both proms, so one of y'all is older than no, the other. No, no, just junior and senior. No, junior and senior prom. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. y'all was the same grade level. Mm-hmm. Y'all went to uh, <laughs> junior and senior prom together. Yeah. When did y'all know that this is my person? I knew right then and there. 
We was 15. I did. I did. 15. I told her, Latarius, during that time period, if we break up, it's because you left he me. He did say that. He said a lot of times. I, I ain't going nowhere. He would say, <laughs> if we broke up, it's because you don't, like, you you broke up with me. Really? He mm-hmm. would say that. And y'all went off to college and all that? Which mm-hmm. one y'all Which one y'all went to college? Kind of. <laughs> I, I went to Morgan. I stayed local. I was going to, to Hampton. I was going to Hampton. But I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to get my license. I wanted to make money. You know, I knew this is what I wanted to do. So my mom transferred me. Yeah, so I transferred to Morgan. Um, and then I did nothing. And I was like, <laughs> Three weeks she was there. I did nothing. Three weeks. Three whole <laughs> I weeks. I enrolled in college school and stayed the course, got my license. And yeah. And somebody me. got pregnant. Somebody got pregnant. And what age was that? 19. 19. 19. And I turned 20 um, when I had her. And so um, I was finishing up cosmetology school and um, was pregnant. And we, I reluctantly, so this is going back to what I said, when when my spirit is saying one thing. But I'm looking at him and I see his dreams. I see his, his hope, his future, his fear. And I was willing to do what he wanted to do. Right. So when he said that, well, can we have an abortion? Okay. Um, I shared with my mom that I was pregnant. And she told me, you know, whatever I decide, she's going to support it. Which was a lie. Because I told her that we was getting an abortion. And she told his mother. <laughs> and his mama came and she just was like, you don't, you don't have to do it. She said this to me. She said, you do not have she to do this. She came where? We were in the abortion we were in clinic. The, we were in Next the clinic. Exactly. We were waiting. Next in line. Paperwork filled out. They had mm-hmm. insurance, all of that. And we were waiting. And she came in. It was in uh, January of 2001. She came running in the door, mm-hmm. out of breath, panting. I felt her hands on my knees. She said, you do not have to do this. You don't want to do this. You don't have to do this. So, because now I'm I'm kind of all over the place. Women, again, I'm very passionate about um, the what we carry in us, and it's important that we share. Um, and we go back and we pull the younger ones and let them know, you know, give them the permission, even though we don't need permission, but give them the permission. I needed her. I needed an older woman to look at me and say, you don't have you don't have to do what you don't want to do. Because my heart, deceitful self, was saying, please him, you know, make him happy. Don't allow this baby to take away what it is that he wants. And so I internalized that. Even though I had I had her, I still internalized, okay, this me and my baby, you know, I'm going to work, I'm going to take care of her. It's not going to cause any issue. I don't want, I don't ever want him to be able to come back to me and say, you had her and I'm not where I want to be because of this, or I'm not how I want to be because I had to be a father. I never wanted that. Did he ever make you feel like that? Sometimes. And so what happened? Y'all went to the y'all went to the doctor and y'all had some alarming news when uh doing one of the prenatal checkups. What happened? Um, we found out number one that she had prenatal. They uh, thought uh, yeah, so I I had a, a placenta previa. Placenta so previa. my placenta yep. had covered my uterus completely. 
um, they saw a hole in one of her uh, ventricles in her heart, and they said that she would have Down, Down syndrome. syndrome. Yep. And um, now again, you want to laugh? You tell God your plans, or you try to yield his, and I'm going to have his baby, and then we got hit with this. Um and thank God that it all turned out. Um, no, she's hold on. a before miracle. Get there, before they told <laughs> you that, no, no, we're going to break that down. <laughs> mm-hmm. They told you she was going to be born with Down syndrome. Yes. And the best that she'll ever be able to accomplish in life is what? Mm-hmm. Working at a supermarket, Working stocking at the supermarket. cans. Yep, stocking the shelves, mm-hmm. stacking the cans. Yep. And what is your daughter doing right at now? Best. Mm. That girl's so special. You're going to make me cry. What is your daughter doing right now? She is. Um, Awaiting her graduation, she's going to complete uh, with a bachelor's in um, political science. Political science, Lord. From Howard University. From Howard University, um, she is also going to be spending some time in South Africa this summer. Um, she's passionate about education and and empowering others. Knowledge. Um, she's she believes that without knowledge we you know will will perish we don't have knowledge of resources and um tools to be great and so that's what she's doing she thought at 11 she was going to be the first black female president of the united states (laughs) and was calculating tuition by the way Mm -hmm. at 11 she was like by the time with inflation if it keeps at this rate this is how much it's going to be when i get when i get to college so Mm -hmm. she is an honor student um and um, she has a minor she'll have a minor in sociology so when you think about god's divine plan god's purpose it's like y'all were challenged at the very beginning Mm -hmm. uh to abort the baby Y'all were even had doctors uh, recommendation, not that they were telling y'all to abort. They never told you to abort the child, did they? They just said, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like. Gonna this is what your life going to look like if you give birth to this child. Yeah. And this child is freaking brilliant. She's yeah. amazing. A walk. She's miracle. amazing. She mm-hmm. broke up with her um, maybe boyfriend. <laughs> maybe boyfriend. Maybe. Because she... <laughs> She said the obligation of being a girlfriend is too much in her life right now because you got to get this degree. But if you want to take me out, I'll just take me out. We'll date. We'll do those things. And she said, Mommy, um, this was on Friday. She said, um, I started to notice that he could take me out and spend a couple of hundred dollars on a fancy dinner. He bought her some, you know, YSL shoes. And, God, no, you know. Hold, <laughs> on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You said he did what? He did, yeah. Baby he girl has some designer. Yes, yes. What do little kids be doing he, for a living? He, listen, it's legit. He has a, and he's Still ambitious. No, he doesn't. He has his own place. Um, He is a very ambitious young man. And she said there was a book, right? She's an avid reader. She loves literature. There's a book that I um, had been looking at, and every now and then I would I would mention it because she would remember. I got to get the book. She said, um, "I realized that I was the one that was making the compromises. I was the one that was bending more. I was the one that was making the adjustments more, and it wasn't working out for the you know for I. It worked out more for him, but we still ended up. And I said, "Yes, man. I said you chose you." She said, "Yeah." She said because I told him. A $15.99, $15.99 book 
would have made my whole entire everything because it says that you heard me, that you're listening to me. So she said the book meant more to her than the shoes. Than the shoes. Yeah. This little young girl picked that up. This young girl picked this up. And so I told her, right? I told her. Because in that moment, it didn't require me to just be her mother. It required me to be a woman talking to another young woman. Yes. And I, I told her, one, that I was proud of her for choosing you because men are always going to choose themselves. So choose you. We ain't going to say always. Always. We y'all always choose. Yes, y'all do. No, yes, we don't. Yes, y'all do. Yes, no, y'all we do. don't. If, 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 listen, maybe not a married man, but a young man, if he has an option to go intern somewhere, he could go to Timbuktu. He's going to be like... You know what, baby? I'll see you when I see you. We gonna go. A woman, a young woman gets that same opportunity and she's thinking, you know, well, what if this is my future husband and I'm rolling the dice and then I won't ever get this chance again? I'll lose him. We have a, a great fear of loss because we aren't taught that, you know, hey, you are worth again worth. But you away. also hear a lot of men say, "No, nah, I've I've been in that situation. A woman then took a promotion, left me too." Okay, we still look. I went to Morgan so I could stay local. I could have gone to Howard. Yeah, I, I, stayed and local. I didn't, and I didn't okay. go. And I didn't go to college at all because I had a daughter mm-hmm. that was born my senior year in high school. I didn't go to college at all because I wanted to be present in my daughter's life. Wow. Well, and I the counselor, the counselor was telling me, "Latarius, you can you can still mm-hmm. you know four years. Your kid ain't yep. gonna really know you. I mean, you ain't yep. gonna miss too." much in four years or whatnot and i was just like i don't want to miss a day mm-hmm. i said i want to miss a day and i well, stayed I and i struggled and i got me a little job i was working at bank bank one i was making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour but you bank were, one but ain't you around were, no more <laughs> so, in a birds of chase and me and my daughter we thick as thieves Y'all were but but that's I just what cor- it is. i stand corrected mm-hmm. Amen. and i'll say this i gave her that advice through a filtered lens of what i had been experiencing with her dad Yep. And so I I definitely recognize that. Um, but I did acknowledge that, you know, I'm proud of her for seeing that her perhaps value. if she starts, if Early. she starts a habit, then it's going to continue. You Which know? is good. Yeah. All right. And then we're going to go here. Um, um, so <sighs> we're going to run through this little part because we ain't even meant to even deal with this as much as I thought I was going to deal with. Mm-hmm. So you and your husband was kicking it strong. Gear what? What year was it where y'all faced infidelity, which you threw out earlier in the conversation? She was like, oh, yeah. we ain't got to talk about that. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, we ain't got to talk about that. We bring up old stuff. No, we ain't bring that Listen, I published a book titled Trophy Wife. You can find it at ericagrid.com. Go read about it for yourself. You don't want to talk about it? Go read about it. It's really, really no, we'll good. No, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it's it real really, quick. Really because the big, the big stuff, I thought it was going to be focused on that there wasn't so no, this is really we, good because we don't live there no more remember i told you like the fact that we can laugh about it is a praise jesus yeah. moment but yeah. i want to give reference to somebody that's dealing with it right now because right they, now because they ain't finna laugh about it right now yeah. they, 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 they about they to leave their husband they about to they said this dude is just so we're gonna unpack this really yeah. quickly uh what year was it of y'all marriage uh year 2013 eight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. you're eight, yeah, y'all, you're eight. and y'all been married going on 17, 18 years, 18, 18, 18 yeah. coming up yeah. in June fourth, June fourth, June fourth. Yes. So I remember that. You got it. <laughs> June fourth will mark y'all eighteen year anniversary. Um, year eight, y'all dealt with infidelity. Yeah. Your husband had joined a multi level marketing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pursuing that rising star. Mm-hmm. You were. Um, 
being a hairstylist at the time, but in that business, it's best to have husband and wife teams that looks real good for the optics. Y'all are a joint force. Y'all are able to do more. Uh, you bring this young lady onto the team, mm-hmm. uh, into your downline. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm. See how quick I just went? You did. That boy, a professional and, over and here. Let me add, I had a newborn. Oh, you had a newborn. I had okay. a newborn. So and this child, what, number two? Sh- number four. Yeah, so y'all, four. Y'all, y'all kids fast. We, yeah. This well, is number four. We had four kids in 12 years because she was turning four. Okay. Our oldest turned four when um, we got married. But um, yeah, I had a newborn and I first suspected something because. Um, Mm. When she was born, um, he called for my mom to come. We were living in Atlanta at the time. And um, he had to go out of town. And so my mother um, came and brought us home because he had traveled. Because he had to go help her with her business. And so that was... Which is true. It was true. (laughs) Like a show, it was true. That moment, I was definitely helping with the business. How she looking? I mean, because it both two things can be true. <laughs> two things can be two true. Two things can be true. So what was those two things? Two things that they, was had, they the started something. Whatever. He was helping. He was helping her with the business, and he was helping him with herself. Mm-hmm. That you know, they were helping each other. <laughs> it's helping each other. And so, so you were in this one year affair. Rasan, um, what made you violate your marriage? Um, just, I guess, with ego, mostly. Um, being in a high position with the company, a lot of edification, and um, I guess you can say like a star, right? If you yeah. make sense. And um, just having somebody there that was also doing what you were doing, that was understanding the struggles um and in the trenches with you it brought about a commonality there that sparked something but your wife was the, the, she had joined that at that point so at that point she didn't she didn't Mm-mm. so at that point but i thought she was, she was the one that brought me. her in so you brought, brought her into it but you wasn't there i was recruiting you was recruit recruiting on his behalf i was mm-hmm. working yeah so so you hadn't joined the, the team the caveat yet the just... of it is i i may not have been um doing every meeting with him but I was very supportive in the ways that I could be acquiring customers. I had, I had three children at the time to yeah. take care of. Um, and so she, from what I, I hear and have heard, um, just having someone there all of the time to build with them. That's why I was very careful. I don't like people using the terminology, this is my work husband, my work wife. Right. I said, don't right. ever use that title on nobody other than your wife or your mm-hmm. husband. Exactly. Do not minimize, do not water down that title. That is an earned mm-hmm. position. That is an anointed position. That is a call position. Don't just say, that's my work husband. That mm-hmm. is not. That's your coworker. Mm-hmm. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Coworker. Mm-hmm. Use that term, coworker. That is yeah. not your wife yeah. by yeah. no stretch of the imagination just because yeah. y'all work together. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to put that out there. Yeah. So you're 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 working with this woman that's in your downline y'all helping to build the business what made it cross over from a professional relationship to an intimate one just one long night one long night wrong place wrong time and at that time you have never cheated on your wife Mm -hmm. at this point not Uh, my wife no yeah my wife not not, not my wife (laughs) 
<laughs> my wife. So you cheated on what she's your girlfriend? <laughs> need to pass again, to the past. Again, again, again. <laughs> Not my wife. So remember what I said earlier, right? How accepting. Because some things will say, well, this Trump that. Well, you know, you gave me these two things, but I'm going to put the value over here because at least. At least I got this. Is it's getting hot in here. It's getting a little hot. I think the light, the light is. We've been sitting here for a minute. The light. We've been sitting here for a minute, and so, um, and so, and so. At that time, you, 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 you cheated on Erica when y'all was dating, and then now y'all get married, and then you step outside of the marriage with this lady that's on your team, and then this affair happens for throughout a year. Mm-hmm. Did you ever suspect anything within that year? I did. I, mm-hmm. I suspected a lot. Um, she would do things in my presence. In your presence? In my presence. Like what? Like um, come and make a statement, right, about power couples. and. Uh, what, she would say that they were a power couple? No, no, no. It would just be kind of like a, this is, if, if we saw somebody else, um, see, that's why they're winning because, you know, this is a power couple. And you feel like they was t- she was taking a dig on needs- you? Yeah, oh, she was. She was. Um, everywhere I would be, she would just come and position herself and would say things around others um, about how well they work together, um, the type of uh, woman Right, because it was this movement of built women leaders. Yeah. Right. Women do well in these spaces. Yeah. Right. So I think that gave her a chip on her shoulder as well to kind of like you know, yeah. okay, well I'm gonna be one of those. And so, um, she she definitely would she would do things. She would and sit behind he- me. She would and and then I started hearing things, um, or pictures. Right, pictures would pop up. So let's say there was an event, um, a party or something like that. And she would just so happen to be like right there mm-hmm. near him in the picture. And the picture just said like, this is something, something more than just right. this situation. Yeah. Um, and um, was there ever a point where you felt like you was going to leave your wife for this woman? No. And this other woman was what? But what was that? What was that marital status? Huh? She, she's, she was married. She still right. is. But she they, was told to me. Someone came to me and said, um, you need to get her far away because she's talking about the two of them being like. Did you ever tell her that, Rasan? Did I was going to leave her? Yeah. No. Never said that. Never. You let her know her place. All she was mm-hmm. is just a placeholder. It was understanding. And, and, and. and <laughs> 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 he said it was understanding. understanding. It was no, I, she, from, from what, from what I heard on, on the, the street, again, Baltimore is small. Everybody kind of knows somebody. Yeah. We got about a one to two degree of separation, right? Right. Um, so from what I've what I was told was um, just how she viewed him. Um, she had lost respect for her husband, and just in the comparison of the two, this was you know destined or something, right? You know, so. And so when you was hearing that, you would bring it to him. Of course, he would deny it. Mm-hmm. And then, how did you find out? Well, I you had a um, flashback. Man, I I used to um have I was hospitalized a couple times, so I would um, lose a lot of blood, and I had to have blood transfusions mm-hmm. and everything. So that year really triggered like a lot of that for me. Yeah. So I had a couple hospital stays, and when the year turned and the year turned, um, I decided to show my face. I'm going to attend an event with him, and um, 
this woman came up to me and she started prophesying. Like she said it. She said there is, um, and this might be deep for some of your viewers, but I'm just, because some no, my, people. My, my view is deep. All right. So she she came up to me and I know her. Okay. I know her and I know her faith. Um, she came up and she said, um, there's a witch and um, she has attached herself to your husband and um, you need to pray and anoint your pillows and everything that touches him, do these things. And so um, I confronted him about it and he denied it and it triggered this um, bleeding. So I was in the hospital again. I had a blood transfusion. Um, I'm bleeding and they sent me home and they scheduled a surgery because they found out what was what. So I'm in the process of going to the bathroom and the phone lights up and um Early on, I had said, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to do anything. But God, whatever I need to know, you'll show me the way that I need to know. Right. So the phone lit up and it lit up again. And iPhone, just tell your business because it just keeps on. So I went to silence it. And when I did it, the picture popped up and it was all that I needed to know. And you woke him up. I woke him up. And what did you feel, Russell? Scared. I was scared, man. Fearful for my life. Um, <laughs> in context, too, though, the affair was over. Yeah. We, we were done. It was and done by how long? Probably about a couple months, I would say. And it was a text that came through, a conversation that was started of reminiscing. And a picture came through, and I fell asleep. You could have got away with it. Man. Huh? Until she's God, you wait until God, after I'm God, done. God, God, what's done in the dark will come to the light. Will come to the light. She woke me up. I look up, and my phone is in her hand. Only thing I can say was Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> thank God, God for Jesus. That's it. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was the scariest moment of my life. And then, and then, did you confess? Yes, yeah, I did. You just I let did. it all out right then. I did because, it, and this is something a lot of men don't talk about: is it takes a lot to cheat. I mean, totally. the mental calculations you have to do the. The, the, the timing of schedules and everything, and the planning, the strategic movement, the remembering of the stories that you told, like, it takes a lot. Yes. And it was a lot that was weighing on me. Yeah. So it was, let me just go ahead and clear my conscience at this point and then release it all. You did that night? Mm-hmm. What did, what, what did you feel when you heard that? Mm, devastation. But you it wasn't out the blue because you already suspected it but up it, to that but point. But it's still... It still was a small part of me that said he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't do that because I because I had asked him. Right, you asked. Don't embarrass me is what I've said sometimes. Don't embarrass me. Don't have me out here, you know. And here I am, embarrassed. How did y'all rebuild from that moment? Ooh, because it's good that you just came out front, which 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 yeah. expedites the healing. Because as long as you keep lying about it and lying about it and lying about yeah. it, then you've been lying about it for the next six months. Yeah. Then you just delayed your healing. Now she got to say you could sit here and lie to me after you cheated on me for another six months. Yeah. So for you to go ahead and just spill it out, which I recommend everybody do, just just put it out there and say, there. hey, we're gonna have to either rebuild or, or it's over at this point. And further from that, I even confessed to things that were not known. That's good. That was, was yeah. not even related to that. That's good. Instance. Yeah, you know, to clear it all. That's good. Um, but in for us to rebuild, um, I had to it rebuild took a lot. everything. It took a lot. New house. Yeah. Because she had been there. Not not for that, but we would have team events. So you said, I don't stuff. want nothing to remind I me. I want nothing to remind. Change the house. Change the cars. Had to change my clothes. Like get a new. You said change the cars. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, just, I had to get rid of my motorcycle. I, I ride bikes. I had to get rid of my motorcycle because she had been I on my motorcycle. Because I looked at it. I went in the garage and I just looked at it and I said, because I know him. He liked to show off. I said, you you rode her on this bike, didn't you? And he said, yeah. I said. Get, get rid of it. It's got to go. Because what 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 isn't talked about Cause we hear about it, right? And we we hear about it so much that we we've accepted, right? We say, yeah. oh, most men, most men cheat. Oh, it ain't nothing new. She ain't going through nothing that nobody went through. Nobody talks about the rage, right? Yes. The the bitterness, the resentment. If you don't really deal with it, because yeah. it came back some last year, right? Because I yeah. felt like, you know, I thought we had gotten through it. I wrote a book about it, about my healing, and I'm teaching others. And here yeah. I am, triggered, and now I'm right back in my. Was, Came back were nine they, years were they later. real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was any of that real? Um, we don't talk about the bitterness because of sacrifices that we've made so that that our spouse can be where they are doing what they're doing. And this is what you do with it. Like, you you know, so it's a lot of things. I had moments where I was, you know, research. I was going to pull up. I'm going to go to where they at and I'm going to do this. But God intervened and um, he had someone call me. While I'm trying to make a phone call. And so I knew then that whatever it is that he put in us to allow us to meet so early, um, come together so early, the commitment that we made to each other ignorantly. We didn't know what we were going into. We had no idea that we were saying I do to all of these other things. And so knowing that, learning that, realizing that, then, okay, we can fight for it. Um, I can give us a chance now when we have a, a further awareness and we couldn't deny that you know we are made for each other you came up with the title trophy wife because of something that she said to you called, what did she, she say to you said, you're just a trophy wife to and you I on the phone to me on the phone and what that did um I took the bait. I took it. And I and I felt like now I have to prove to you that I'm more than that. Now I have to prove to you that I'm, you know, I'm this accomplished woman. I'm a boss, right? Yeah. Don't don't tell me I'm just a wife. And um God dealt with me on that because um when I was looking for a title, he had given me his blessing to share um my healing journey, Good. right? Because Good. we understood that we need to help each other heal, right? right? And so um, while I was praying about the title for the book, I'm the Holy Spirit, recall, I heard her voice. You're not, you're just a trophy wife. And the Holy Spirit said, it's trophy wife because when a man obtains a wife, he obtains favor, right? It's a gift. It's an honor. Yeah. God said trophy now I want you to study how trophies are made. So my book goes through um, the stages. The first one is molding because um, we all were molded, right? One, biblically, right? Yeah. He made us in his likeness and image, yeah. right? Um, but also in our mold comes um, experiences that we may have had as a child or things that God allowed that were to deposit something that we might need, you know, when we become adults. And so that's our core. That's who we, you know, who we are. Um, and then refining is those, those yeah. unforeseen um, willing and unwilling, the things that we did and the things that things, you know, people did to us and yeah. all of that refining, right. When gold is purified um, at its, at its most, 
uh, purest form, it goes through the highest temperatures to take all of the, you know, impurities and toxins and stuff out of it. Right. And so sometimes it's it's harsh. Sometimes when we think it is Satan, it's God. That's that's pruning and polishing and rubbing and, you know, pushing some things out of us. And so the refining stage of that and then then the polishing, um, we're going to shine it up. And so that's when people might look at you and they say, you look familiar, yeah. right? Never seen you before in their life. But the light in you aligns with the light that they experience when reading the word of God because you're fruit, right? And so they see that you're shining, you're polished. And yeah. then um, so we have the the molding, the refining, the polishing, and then the mounting part um, because the foundation of it um, is what matters. And so as a wife... God allowed me to take what was meant to uh, demean and make me um, question my value as his wife. I'm, I'm honored to be his wife. Good. Um, I am proud to be his wife um, because God trusts me with him. That's good. And so um, trophy. Yes. Cause he's, he's the one that the envelope and the winner is Ross and Hmm, that's amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah. Man, we finna wrap this up, but I do want to just say this real quick. Um, you, you on the way picking y'all up from well, driving here from picking y'all up from the airport, you may mention about how oftentimes people are celebrating divorce <sighs> and that hits you on a different level. Touch on that real briefly. Uh, what you said about seeing women on social media, seeing your friends, glamorize divorce. Speak on that real quick. So in some circumstances, divorce is necessary. Facts. And um, there is a freedom. There's a deliverance from from that circumstance. And then some of them, um, we pursue happiness over holiness. Um, and we don't know what, what the purpose of marriage truly is. And I'm not by any means saying suffer. Um, and that's a badge of honor. But I have seen and have heard from a lot of women who have regret in their divorce. Um, they, they look back and they say, you know, um, my ex-husband asked if he could have a second chance, you know, or if he could work on some things because he had a, a revelation like Rasan had and they were just so done. They were so tired. Um, there was no more fight, but they wish that they would have because some of them are lonely. You know, we need each other. Right. We need each other. Women need men. Men need women. Um, There's power in the partnership. And so it's glamorized now where I think that the accountability is lost. Um, It's all on the man. You know, it's his fault. So I'm leaving him. You know, I told you the lady had the picture that said, um, I would wish you the best, but you had it already. And it was kind of like, hey, that made me feel some type of way because. And she posted this on social media. Did you give your best? Yeah. Did you did you. Like, was it really? Because what it is, is it's, it's not reciprocal. Yeah. I'm in covenant with God and God is going to take care of me. So I'm going to give and I'm going to serve and I'm going to honor because it is with God. God is going to take care of him in order for him to come and do it. So we can either have more patience. Um, we lack trust. You know, I've, I've done it. I've gotten tired. And so um, it's alarming to me how women, you know, it's. Glamorizing, I'm at a party, you know. I'm yeah. a do, I'm a, I'm a do this. Like there's an attack on marriage, and we can't see it. We all we see is I want to be happy, and that's not mm. what marriage is about. That's Happiness good. is internal. It's a yeah. Hey, real quickly, uh, Rasan, uh, I want you to look to that camera. Um, you said that that episode 
the idea where David Burr spoke to you, spoke to the depths of your soul as a man, God is about to use you to do the same thing for another man. Yeah. I want you to look to that camera and I want you to talk to a brother, whatever God allows you to say in that moment, I want you to speak to the kings out here watching the podcast. Brothers, you're not alone. We all feel the same thing. We all deal with the same insecurities, the same devils, the same struggles. Every man's battle is the same. There are a lot of resources that are there for women that are not there for us. We have to be there for one another. We have to intentionally dig. We have to intentionally research. We have to intentionally seek and find the information that we need in order to be not just good fathers, but good husbands and good spouses as well. But most importantly, as we're finding that information and getting those revelations, it's our duty to share that with our fellow brothers as well. We don't all have those same opportunities, but when we do find that information, we have to share with one another so we can all be better and make our wives happier. Uh, Erica, talk to the queens. Mm. Ooh, that was powerful. Hmm. Your value does not begin or end as a wife. Before God introduced you to that man, he formed you, he knew you, he spoke your name and your purpose into existence. And so anytime you feel like you are dying of self in order to be in the, the marriage, God didn't tell us to, to, to do that. He called the husbands to love his wives as Christ loved the church and Christ died for the church, not the other way around. And so I'm not going to say choose you first. Um, I used to say pray about it all, um, give it to God. But just trust what God told you. Seek him. Trust his word. Believe in yourself and fight like hell for your marriage. It is okay to just stand and be silent and sometimes just wait so that God will give him what it is that he needs to hear. It doesn't have to come from you all of the time. Just work on you and, and trust, trust in the Lord. Yeah. Amen. I want to rephrase that. You said fight like hell. I want to say fight hell. Fight mm, hell. There you go. Fight hell that for your part. marriage. Amen. Fight hell fight for your hell. marriage. Um, I, I don't think that you guys were put on this episode just by happenstance. It's by divine assignment. As we celebrated our three-year anniversary, uh, April the 15th is past Saturday. Yes. God spoke to me that this year, going from year three to four, is about restoration. Mm. And you guys are the epitome of restoration. Y'all can laugh at the face of evil. Y'all can sit back and reminisce about uh, infidelity and not be triggered. I was looking at my boy, Rasan, was like, is he going to get mad, you know, about her talking about this dude? And he gave you the freedom to talk about it. He gave you the freedom to write a book about his indiscretions. This is where God is glorified. Yeah. This is where God is glorified. The, the Bible says that people overcome by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. If there's no testimony, how can people even overcome? And so I salute y'all. Uh, y'all <laughs> God's going to do something so amazing. Watch our DMs blow up from people saying, me and my husband going through the same thing, me and my wife. Y'all are going to start building a community around this, this thing that God has brought y'all from. Y'all are about to celebrate 18 years. 18 years of holy matrimony. Sometimes we say, how can it be so holy if there's some infidelity or whatever? It's holy because God is in it. That's right. It's holy because God is in it. And we take that for granted too often that God is in it. And we think that we, we say these vows for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, through sickness and all this stuff. You done dealt with sickness and in health. Y'all done for richer, for poor. Y'all dealt with it all. And God says, 
yes, and it's still holding. It's still holding. That's what's so beautiful about it. So listen, I salute y'all. I mm-hmm. thank y'all so much. Make sure they can pick up. Uh, you said they can pick up your book from what's the website again? Yes, ericagreer.com. Mm-hmm. Um Man. I could talk to y'all all day. I don't know how long this episode is. Probably about an hour and 45 minutes. Rihanna done t- stood up about twice already. She said, I got a place to go, Terry. Yeah, I, 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 God bless y'all, but I got to go. So listen, shout out to Rihanna, Matt, in the building. Uh, yes. But listen, thank y'all so much for uh, for sharing y'all heart. Thank, thank y'all for being so bold enough us. and defiant enough defiant. to come to a singles <laughs> event and say, hey, listen, I got to just show up and just say thank you. Yeah. Because uh, that's what it's all about. And y'all bless my heart so much. And y'all spoke to the purpose of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. So again, as I said in that in Atlanta, it's an honor to have y'all. And I didn't even know what we was going to talk about, how deep it was going to be, but it is sincerely an honor to have y'all on the Dear Future Wifey Thank podcast. You. God bless y'all. Thank I speak you. blessings over your kids and over your marriage. Thank Thank y'all you. take care. Y'all give it up for the Greers, y'all. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy, The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally, Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, Our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical context, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. 
One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm Latarius R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. This episode touched me so much because it just gave a lot of validation for what God, the assignment that God has me on for the Dear Future Wifey podcast. It's imperative that we treat each other with respect, that we love each other, that we advocate on behalf of the people that God has placed in our lives, the people that God have given us, has given us responsibility over, especially those people that God has given us the wherewithal to establish covenant with our purpose partners, that we got to love each other properly. We got to show each other reciprocal love. And so to have the Greers on the podcast today during this season, during this, this moment of life just encourages me so much to continue with the journey, restoration, that's what God spoke into my heart on the way of picking them up, restoration. And so I speak restoration over the lives of every one of you that's watching this podcast, that's listening to it on streaming platforms, restoration. May God restore your soul. May God restore your mind. May God restore your heart. May God restore you. May, may God restore your finances. Um, some of you may be going through bankruptcy or having filed bankruptcy or just trying to change the trajectory of your life financially, have experienced hard times all your life. Well, I speak a, a peace be still over your finances, a peace be still, peace be still, peace be still. That God just brings a calm spirit where you're getting frantic, wondering how you're going to keep the bills paid, wondering if you're going to end up homeless again. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You have a fear that you'll end up becoming homeless again. I'm talking to you. That means God is speaking directly to somebody right now. And I pray right now that your faith fail not. I pray right now that God continues to restore your soul restore your mind, give you creativity, give you favor. God didn't put you on this earth to just work to live. 
Mm-mm. He wants you to experience life and life more abundantly. Peace. Be still. Um, as y'all know, this is my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, as I sit down to write this letter to you, I am filled with so many emotions, love, excitement, anticipation. The idea of spending the rest of my life with you is something that brings me immense joy. But I know that our journey as a couple will not always be easy. There will be challenges, obstacles, and bumps in the road along the way. No matter what comes our way, I am committed to overcoming every obstacle presented to us. I believe that with faith, perseverance, and a deep love for each other, we can conquer anything that life throws our way. There will be times when we disagree, times when we face hardships, and probably times when we feel like giving up. We have the power to overcome these moments by leaning on each other, our shared values, and our commitment to Christ. I promise to always be there for you, to support you, and to lift you up when you feel down. I promise to listen to your needs, to be honest with you, and to communicate openly and respectfully. I promise to never take our relationship for granted and to always work hard to maintain a strong and healthy connection. No matter what obstacles we may face, we can overcome them with a fierce determination to build a beautiful future together. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.